You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. The Pain of Failure is the title of this devotion. I don't like that pain, to be honest. And I have experienced that pain many times in my life. Perhaps the youngest I can remember that pain was when I was 11 years old. It's in a way a bit of a comical story. I was sitting on the first floor of the new big five-story office block building that my father had bought for the worldwide missions ministry. And I'm sitting on the first floor and the stairs are coming down here and I'm sitting right there and then you had a big hallway and you could go down the stairs and here was the big floor there and they were hanging up chandeliers. And these chandeliers were made of, of the neon tubes. It was about seven of these tubes, about this long, about, you know, a meter long, and, and, and with kind of brass, gold looking on the bottom and the top. And it was quite pretty as for those days, very modern. And I, that was 1971. And I'm sitting there And my father comes down the stairs and he looks at me and he says, don't touch the scaffolding. (laughs) And there was a big scaffolding there that they were using to hang the lamps, right? And of course that scaffolding went higher than the lamp. The lamp was hanging next to the scaffolding as they had just attached it to the ceiling. So what made him say that? Don't touch the scaffolding. And of course, like Paul explained so excellently in Romans chapter 7, when the law told him, do not covet, coveting that was living in him was awakened. And he began to realize how much of a coveter he was, (laughs) if I'm saying that right. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at that scaffolding. I'm thinking, man, that is heavy. Oh, that is so heavy. I wonder if I can move it. Right, as a young 11-year-old, still having to learn everything, I'm sure, but I just took all my strength. I was gonna only move it a little, not realizing it was not made of steel. It was made of aluminum and it didn't weigh heavy at all. So when I pushed it with all of my might, it went whoom and hit that chandelier and knocked it off of the hook that it was hanging on and the whole thing came straight down and the seven neon lights exploded like a bomb. I'm I'm seriously, like a bomb. And the neon uh, tube breaks in a brass way. It goes boom, like an explosion. And seven of them, oh my goodness, did I feel the pain of failure. Ah, me now stuck my thumb in my mouth and bit it to the point of bleeding because I felt so bad. (laughs) I felt so bad. 
Oh, I felt so much pain and I ran for my life. I ran and ran. And there was a public urinal and I hit myself. Oh, it stank in there to kingdom come. I, I stayed there, I couldn't come out. I, the pain made me go to the pit where I kind of knew nobody comes here because nobody can bear the smell. So I, I, I can hide. And I stayed there until it became dark. I got so cold. I had to go home. And my father had everybody looking for me and they hadn't been able to find me and he had looked everywhere. And so when I came home, he was looking at me with his green eyes. And he said, oh son, I've been looking for you everywhere. And he hugged me, he hugged me. <laughs> and he said, I cleaned it all up, son. It's okay, it's okay. And he comforted me. Isn't that the absolute love of our Savior, Jesus Christ? We made such a mess of this world with all of our sin. And he came down, as he says in John 3, verse 17, not to condemn us, but to save us and demonstrate the Heavenly Father's love for us. And how we need, how we need that same love of our Father, of our Savior Jesus Christ today to heal our hearts from the pain of failure. Because so many times people have suffered failure in their past and they still relive it today. And they relive it by how they think others think about them or talk about them or what they say about them and they suffer with the pain of failure. But I tell you the truth, the Lord wants to heal you. If anybody knew the pain of failure it was King David, and many of his failures are written in the scriptures for our learning and admonition and correction that we not follow those who say mistakes. Psalm 69 has always been an enormous help for me in years past when I suffered the pain of failure. That psalm is always, the Holy Spirit brought it back to me, brought it back to me in time when I've suffered failure. And I'm gonna read you part of it here from Psalm 69 in the Living Bible, not New Living, the Living Bible. Save me, O oh my God. The floods have risen. Deeper and deeper I'm sinking in the mire. The waters rise around me. I have wept until I'm exhausted. My throat is dry and hoarse. My eyes are swollen with weeping, waiting for you to act. And I cannot even count all those who hate me without cause. They're influential men, these who plot to kill me, though I am innocent. They demand that I'm punished for what I didn't do. Oh God, you know so well how stupid I am. And you know all my sins, all my failures. Oh Lord God of the armies of heaven, don't let me be a stumbling block to those who trust in you. Don't let me be a cause of failure to others. Don't let me be an, a bad example. Don't let other people follow my failures. O oh God of Israel, don't let me cause them to be confused, though I am mocked and cursed and shamed for your sake. Even my own brothers pretend they don't know me. My zeal for God and His work burns hot within me. And because I advocate your cause, your enemies insult even me as they insult you. How they scoff and mock me when I mourn and fast before you how they talk about me when I wear sackcloth and show my humiliation and sorrow for my failures, for my sins. 
I'm the talk of the town and the song of the drunkard. But I keep right on praying to you, Lord, for now at this time you are bending down to hear and are ready with plentiful supply of love and kindness. Now answer my prayer and rescue me as you promised and pull me out of this mire. Don't let me sink in anymore, Lord. Rescue me from those who hate me and from these deep waters I'm in. Don't let the floods overwhelm me or the ocean swallow me. Save me from the pit that threatens me, O Jehovah. Answer my prayer, for your loving kindness is wonderful. Your mercy is so plentiful, so tender and so kind. Don't hide from me, for I am in deep trouble. Quick, quick, come and save me. Come, Lord, and rescue me. Ransom me from my enemies. Their contempt has broken my heart. My spirit is heavy within me. If even one would show some pity, even if one would just comfort me, but I trust in you to rescue me and I will praise your God by singing to you. My thanks will be your praise that will please you more than, a, than sacrifices of bullocks and oxen. The humble, they shall see their God at work for them. No wonder they will be so glad. And all who seek for God shall live in joy. I'm just picking out a few scriptures because it's a, quite a long psalm with 34 verses. You see, David was a man who knew what to do when he suffered the pain of failure. He knew what to do. And you need to know what to do when you suffer the pain of failure because it happens. It happens. You could sometimes just, just make a mistake. I, I'm not predicting you're going to make a mistake, but one thing I will say to you, the Lord, He has to be the one that holds you steady and comforts you and upholds you when the pain of failure is more than you can bear. You've got to be in such a place where God has your heart and where you have decided to whom you will serve with all your heart, that despite your failures, you do not allow them to be the final sentence on your life. David's failures was not the sentence on his life. God's mercy was, God's grace was. David outlived his failures because he changed. You cannot outlive your failures if you refuse to change. And the Bible says the reason you do not change is because you do not fear God. That's what the scripture says. You do not change because you do not fear God. But if you honor the Lord with all your heart and you repent and truly show fruits of repentance, turning, fruits of change, you don't go back to it then you will see the Lord will help you outlive your failures and will help you break free from the reproach that was upon you because of your own shortcomings and failures. He will roll the reproach away from you. The word Gilgal, where Joshua landed in the promised land, is the word rolling away. That's what it means, Gilgal. And what did the Lord roll away? the reproach of Egypt that they were slaves. Now, no more slaves. 
but sons to inherit the promise that God had given Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that in their seed he would bless. Oh, my father is so good to roll away the reproach, the shame of your past failures, that you don't have to be afraid if somebody comes to you and reminds you of your past failures, you can say, you're right, you're right. Ah, a terrible failure. But the Lord was so merciful and gracious and it doesn't threaten you and it doesn't intimidate you. It doesn't hurt you anymore because the pain is gone. The pain of failure is gone because the Lord himself has replaced that pain of failure with his living word inside of you. Look what David, and I'll read it from the Living Bible. Oh, how I love these thoughts. Uh, what David says in Psalm 40. Oh my goodness, this is so wonderful. Psalm 40. You know it. I waited patiently for God to help me. And he did listen and heard my cry and lifted me out of a horrible pit of despair, out from the bog and mire and set my feet on a harm, firm place and steadied me as I walked along and gave me a new song to sing of praise to God. Many will hear of the glorious things he has done for me and stand in awe before the Lord and put their trust in him. Many blessings are given to those who trust in the Lord. Oh, Lord, my God, many, many a time you've done great miracles for us and wherever in your thoughts, who else can do these glorious things? No one else can be compared with you. There isn't time enough to tell of your wonderful miracles. You have accepted the offering of my lifelong service. Verse 7, and I said, see, I have come just as the prophets were told because I delight to do your will, O God, for your law is written in my heart. I've told everyone the good news that you forgive sin. I have not been timid about it either. As you well know, O Lord, I've not kept the good news hidden in my heart, but I've proclaimed your loving kindness and truth to all the congregation. My only hope is in your love and faithfulness. My goodness. Did David outlive his failures and not just outlive them, but showed God's mercy. Oh my goodness, when Solomon was born, when Solomon was born, the Lord himself called him Jedediah. David called him Solomon. Solomon means son of peace, of rest. Jedediah means loved of God. Why did God love Solomon? Why did he make Solomon the heir of David's life with him? Because it was the demonstration of his mercy in and through David. Because David so turned his heart to God and so humbled himself and repented. You see, that's what God's looking for when we suffer the pain of failure. That our hearts are so broken. He says in Psalm 38, Psalm 38, David says, oh, I am a broken, a broken, verse 13. Um, no, verse 31, it must be then. Yes, verse 31. Sorry. Yes, there it is. He says, I'm like a broken vessel. In verse 12, I'm like a broken vessel. In verse 10, he says, 
my strength fails. But as for me, I will keep on trusting in you, O Lord. I say, you are my God. My time is in your hand. Into your hand, verse 5, I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. You see, that's why Jesus on the cross repeated the words David wrote in the Psalms. Why? Because they were God's heart in David. God was able to find access into David's heart in the time when he suffered the pain of failure. God is looking for access into your heart in the time when you suffer failure. I know sometimes we can feel so angry with ourselves, with others. We just feel anger. It's the nature of Satan. When you suffer failure and you feel anger, it's the nature of the devil. And I pray, do not let that anger grieve the Holy Spirit, as it says in Ephesians 4. Turn away from that anger. Turn away from that hardness. Turn away from that rebellion. Turn away from that resentment that you can't have your own way, that you know it's wrong, that the Spirit still pulls on you and says, come on, this is not right. This is not right. And you know it. And you feel angry because you're rebellious. Repent. Cry out, Lord, I, I hate this sinful self-nature. I hate this evil anger. I hate this lust for my own will. I hate it, Lord Jesus. Save me, save me. And the Holy Spirit comes washing you, renewing you, regenerating you into the heart and mind of Christ. And you will begin to weep with gratitude that despite you are lost in sin and trespasses, He bore the pain of all your failure on Calvary's cross so that he could save you from the evil of failure and bring you into right standing and peace with God. It's absolutely phenomenal. I did want to read you a little verse here from Psalm 38. You know, when people talk bad about you, like David had, he said, they, I'm the son of the drunkard. What do you do, Pastor, when, when I, I've made mistakes and people talk about it? Keep your mouth shut. That's what you need to do. David says in verse 13 of Psalm 38, But I, like a deaf man, do not hear, and I'm like a mute who does not open his mouth. Thus, I'm like a man who does not hear and in whose mouth is no response for in you, O oh Lord, I hope. You have to just go quiet. And you have to be still. Psalm 46:10, and wait on the Lord and just keep coming to Him and keep coming to Him and keep coming and weeping before Him until He is able to deliver you from that horrible pain of failure through his indwelling nature and character of love for God that compels you to not live to please yourself, but to live him who loved you and gave himself for you. I guarantee you, if you are suffering the pain of failure today, the Lord will heal you. I guarantee you, if you keep coming to him and keep coming to him and you just read these Psalms 69, Psalm 31, Psalm 38 and Psalm 40, that I've shared with you today, you will see the Lord will heal you and bring you into a new place of His grace. And you can outlive the failures of the past because you've changed 
and you're now living a different way and that people can then look at you and say, you know, and you can say, yeah, I used to. I used to be singing Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I was blind, but now I see, right? We sing it. <laughs> well, John Newton wrote that song and he used to be an evil captain of a slave ship, but now he became a vicar of Christ to minister his grace and compel uh, William Wilberforce and strengthen William Wilberforce to abolish the slave trade in Britain and the world. I tell you the truth, God is wanting to use you in a powerful way, so let him bring you out of the pain of failure and you will see him do great things, amen? Have a good day.